Hello and welcome to day eight. It's Nakabi of Hatsu Basho. This is Sumo Manichi podcast. You're with Amy and Dave here in Melbourne. How are you? Well, it's the new year. It's a new me. And we are at the <laughs> middle day of the Hatsu Basho. It's flying by, I've got to say. I know it's gone very quickly. I mean, I feel like every single time around we say that. Is it because since we've stopped doing the podcast every day, we think the sumo flies by? Yeah, well, that did make (laughs) it go a little bit slower, that's for sure. Now we just get to sit there and drink a beer and have a sake and enjoy the sumo. And are we enjoying it? This has been an amazing (laughs) basho so far. This is our day eight coverage. We're going to bring you up to speed with the first week of the sumo and get you ready for the second half. Like you need getting ready though. I know. You are ready. Your body is ready. Your mind is ready. Your clothes, are they ready? Well. We're going to be giving you fashion tips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have shorts on? Because here in Australia it's summer and uh, you you only have one pair of shorts, but you've been wearing them. I I do. Well, I've got a very cut and dried attitude to wearing shorts. Yep. I'm not a child, so I don't wear shorts. <laughs> you don't wear them to work, do you? Oh, absolutely not. Mm. I've had people say, oh, you're wearing jeans today uh, at work. I'm, it's 38 degrees. Yeah, I'm you like, always wear long-sleeved shirts oh, as well. On, roll them up. You're a jeans and long-sleeved shirts guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. They don't pay me enough to show my legs <laughs> is what I say. Anyway, in Japan, however, it's nice and cool. It uh, is, it is. As we uh, said goodbye to the sumo for day eight, it was 10 degrees Celsius and uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, actually, I'm giving you the AccuWeather, which is a website. Mm-hmm. That's the real feel oh. registered trademark, what it feels like. Oh. So they the real feel meter said that. Is that R-E-E-L-F-E-E-L? No. Un- <laughs> R-E-A-L. No, but no, did they but miss it, a no, trick no, there? No, but if it was R-E-E-L-F-E-A-L, or is oh. that what you said? No, I said I like think it should be feel. R-E-E-L-F-E-A-L. That would be a great kind of tag line or way to measure the like casting feel of fishing rods. <laughs> but you're right. Why shouldn't it be R-E-A-L-F-E-A-L? <laughs> well, the thing is they've pushed it together to be one word with a capital R, capital F. They've got a registered trademark on it, like we care. <laughs> Like I'm going to steal real feel and put it on a T-shirt and sell the T-shirt. Anyway, (laughs) the thermometer said it was 12 degrees Celsius, 53 degrees Fahrenheit. AccuWeather real feel registered trademark said it was 10 degrees Celsius, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. I know what that means. I don't know. Wind chill. Wind chill factor. It's the real feel factor. (laughs) And thank you. Well, can you sponsor us, Real Feel? Well, I was going to about to say this uh, episode brought to you by our friends at AccuWeather. When I want to know what the weather really feels like, <laughs> I look to Real Feel. We wish. <laughs> uh, well, before we kicked off uh, the main event, the Makuchi bouts, we should give you a quick update on Jurio. Yeah, well, there's just been a lot of hype about one guy in particular. We know who it is. It's Asanayama. Well. I was going to say Kim Borzan, but continue. Well, there are a lot of big, fantastic guys who are doing very well in Jurio. It's where the action is at, we always say. And if you want to hear us uh, talk about Jurio, you can join us every Sunday on YouTube. We live stream it. And Kim Borzan, 
Roga, uh, Shona Naomi is going really well. And a young man called. And no, you saw me take a breath to say it. it. Yep, yep. (laughs) Just going really, really well this time around. Jurio is fantastic, great action. But Asaniyama, he is in the lead in the Jurio Yusho race. He's eight and zero. And we don't always mention Jurio in these podcasts now, but the reason we're mentioning this is that every day on uh, NHK, they talk about the bout from the night before that was most watched on replay. And it's always a uh, Makuchi bout. It's always it's usually a Sanyaku bout. It's usually the one that plays into the Yusho race the most. But on day seven yesterday, uh, the most watched bout was a Jurio bout and it was a Sanyama's bout. See, I didn't even know they included Jurio bouts <laughs> in this consideration of this uh, stat. So it was over... Well, Last night's Midori Fuji versus Takakesho bout, which, which was, was huge. Primo. It was huge. And Hoshoryu v Arby, which is also, you know, playing into the Yusho race and very important. They were number two and number three, but number one was Asaniyama's bout in Jurio. Uh, and it was, it was, I mean, was it an exciting bout? I mean, it was fine. Uh, today's was against, well, now. Well, today's was now against Jiro's Gonoyama. Or, yep. Yesterday was against Shimizumi. Shimizumi, and this was the bout that we're talking about, yeah. was the most replayed. Shimizumi certainly took him to task. Mm. But I wouldn't say any more than Roga did the day before. Although we, I mean, maybe that featured in the top. Maybe three we bouts didn't too. see we that. We didn't get to catch that. So Asaniyama, the hype is real. Yep. Everybody is cheering him heaps when he comes out in the, um, in the Jurio. Doyo he's out in the lead on eight wins. He's got his Kachikoshi already. And just to mention also Kim Bozan, which we've been talking about, he is uh, out in front on seven, uh, out just one behind on seven wins. So Asaniyama, eight wins, Kim Bozan, seven wins in Jurio. If you want to catch up on all the Jurio action on day eight, you can listen to our Jurio stream. Just head to YouTube and look up Sumo Manichi. Yeah, listen and watch. <laughs> listen and watch. We got the stream. So coming into today, day eight, it is Nakabi. And setting up today, there were five Rikishi on six and one. They were Takakesho, Daesho. He is going so well. Onosho, why not? Aoyama, of course. Kodoshoho, he's refound a bit of form. And on five and two, we had Hoshoryu, Abi, Azamaru, and Takara Fuji. So I would say that at the moment they are the uh, five plus four, nine Rikishi that uh, we're looking at for the Yusho race well, at this I'm point. I'm going to stop you there. Mm-hmm. I want to count out a few names for yeah, you. sure. Because the thing about week one, and it's why I love week one, and in fact if they just did a week one of sumo, I'd, I would still watch it and enjoy it and we never knew who won the Yusho because funny things happen in week one. Yep. Takara Fuji, Maegashira 16, <laughs> he's 6-2. and two Yep. Now he won today. He did win today. But he broke a finger. Yeah, I know. It's so impressive. So he did win today. He beat Koto Echo, sure, but it was quite public. Like he spoke about how he, his little finger is now heavily strapped, broken, and he's just going on and winning and... I don't well, think either that he's going to uh, no, get a show. I mean, he's fighting way it's down. It's fine. 
Well, I mean, you can't fight from much further down than this. And really, for Tucker Fuji, my guess year is 16. It's do or die. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing. Yeah, he rather is. Rather than dying. I mean, he went 312 last time around in November. He dropped all the way down. Everybody thought he was going to drop out. Miraculously, he stayed in. And now he has uh, just... Bit of a resurgence. Well, one of the things that we've been talking about, we spoke about this in our Jurio coverage today, we, we spoke about Enho turning this corner. From what you've seen last week, has Tucker Fuji turned the corner? Because he's had some bad form over well, the last year. You've, talk, you've spoken about him having a performance review. Mm. When you have one of those, not that I've ever had one, I'm a very good employee, yep. but I imagine that you're a bit nervous. So he's had his performance review. From Isagahama, not that he's one to talk. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe someone else at that stable. I don't know. And uh, maybe one of his peers, maybe Midori Fuji's given him his performance review. I don't know. But he's he's a little bit nervous and he's, you know, he started to pack his briefcase properly. I mean, I'm going to read between the lines here. Yeah. Was Takara Fuji being bullied? Oh, by who? You know who. Um, The unnamed Rikishi. Isagahama oh, right. Player. Oh, I'm like, do I? And now uh, that that's yes, been taken care maybe. of, he can now express himself fully through Sumo. Oh, do you know my heart just sank? Oh, it's possible. I, I cannot countenance Tucker Fuji <laughs> being bullied. <laughs> do the numbers lie? He's 6'2 with oh, a broken finger. Okay, and the bully's gone. Well, bullies. You're right. They're gone. He feels better. Well. All right. Can't argue with that. Uh, another ricochet I would like to count out <laughs> yeah. of the Yusho race who finished sure, sure. <laughs> on Nakavi on 6-2 is Azamaru. Although I do need to say it's been a very solid effort uh, from Azamaru at Magashira 14. Look, what we want from Azamaru is not a Yusho. We want him to get his very first Kachikoshi in Makuchi and he is he must on have done his that way. He must he have done that He has not done it before. Today he, you know, we're talking about him in this upper echelon of uh, the first week of Hatsu, but it's not important. It's about this victory over Aoyama today in only the fifth bout, leading him to that possible Kachikoshi. Well, it's looking good f- for him, isn't it? Two more wins in the final seven days of the tournament. Yeah, so his other performances at uh, Makuchi, he was there in May 2022. He went five and ten. Mm. Just gave up at the end, lost the last no six days uh, <laughs> straight. And then and then back in November went seven and eight, but we should say he lost the last three days. Yeah. So he set himself up to stay in that division but just couldn't finish it off. But a very, very positive start for Azamaru. And we know there are a lot of people out there who are a big fan of this guy. Oh yeah. Heaps of people. Well, he might not be in the Yusho race, but good luck to you, Azamaru. Abi, look, he was the other guy coming into, another guy coming into today on five and two. He, we are thinking, is in the Yusho race. Are you prepared to accept that? Or he was? He was. Look, I mean, after the first five days, I think you and I were sitting there nodding, going, he's going to do it again. He beat Komasubi Kodnawaka, Komasubi Wakamoto Haru, Komasubi Meisei, Sekiwake Shodai, Sekiwake Wakatakakage. Mm. At that point, we're like, he's going to do it again. Yep. He looked unstoppable. And he's showing that forward motion, the thrusting, oh. like he's just <clears throat> doing it quick. Looked impossible to beat. Then he hit a wall and that wall's name was Takakeisho. Takakeisho showed him 
what Oshi Sumo yeah. is. Yeah. And then since then, he's gone on day seven to lose to Hoshoryu. Then today, Kirabiyama, the wheels are falling off his campaign a bit. With three losses, it's hard to think that a Yusho is uh, in order for Abi here. Mm. Uh, that's just, that's the reality of it, I think. At 12-3, probably wouldn't do it. I'm impressed that he came in with such confidence and such success after a Yusho. Often you can well, see that, the, you know, you From have this rank, high yeah. and then you move up and it just doesn't happen for you. So Abi's start to Hatsubasho was really impressive, but... The way he was beaten today in particular by Kirabiyama, it was just so easy. I wonder whether those losses, like you said, to Takakesho and Hoshoryu, whether his confidence has been, you know, destroyed a well, little bit. He's basically, he won that Yusho last time and he's won those first five days doing one style of sumo. Mm. And I, I don't want to be down on Abi, and I love Abi, and I've forgiven and forgotten. Uh, <laughs> but, well... Can I? There's one style of sumo that he does and that he wins by, which is, you know, those really ferocious opening pushing attacks. Maybe when things don't work, he might try a pull. But what we've seen over the last three days is uh, Rikishi knowing exactly what's coming, mm. preparing for that and countering it very, very effectively. Yeah. I mean, Abi wasn't Sanyaku before he left. Oh, no, he was. He got to Komasubi, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, previous generations of Rikishi have sorted him out. Yeah, yeah. They're certainly discovering the um, pull forward by the arm. Yeah. I they're, think they're, that's, they're, I mean, he's yeah. so, they're so long and they're so out there. Like everyone's <laughs> having his arms uh, presented to their face. So why wouldn't you grab it, them and pull him forward? And that's what they're discovering. Well, we saw Hoshoryu do that yesterday, yeah. right? Just read the attack, pull the arm, and yeah. suddenly Abi is out. Well, speaking of Hoshoryu, he was the other guy coming into today on five and two. And Hoshoryu, look, he is looking for ways to win. He is desperate to win. He has done so well in Sanyaku and just wants to take that extra step to Ozeki that for me, I feel like he's looking for anything that he can do to get a win. And today it was a big old dirty dog henker against Sadanumi. It succeeded. He not only henkered Sadanumi, but he picked him up and pretty much threw him off the doyo. How did you see this yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, it was like he was throwing out the recycling. Yeah. And Sadanumi, he is not garbage. Well, exactly right. Or recycling. Or, well, yeah. <laughs> I think recycling sits a yeah, little a bit above garbage. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was unbecoming. Yeah. I think Hoshoryu holds himself like an Ozeki. Yeah. And he brings the intensity of an Ozeki. Yeah. I think he needs to bring the honour and that that uh, uh, that approach. And And I don't think this was a good look for him today. I felt like the crowd didn't love it. So there was a bit of that, you know, when something happens and there's just this like intake of breath, this sudden oh, I'll silence. I'll tell you what it is. And it's, then um, it's like, oh. It's 8,000 people at the same at the same time going dog act. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a very unique sound. <laughs> That's what it was today. I don't think the crowd liked it. I I think they like his sumo because he's so... He can be so dynamic and quick and great on the bales and, you know, pick up the leg, pick up the arm. You never know quite what he's going to do. But to just do a hanker and to Sadanumi, 
We've seen it a bit, Tahinka Sadnami. It's never nice well, to see. Well, no, and I think that's the icing on the dog act cake yep. is that it was against Sadnami. Yeah. Not a big fan. Ben Marshman's Henker Index, you Oof. have to take into account who it's against. Pedigree dog act. You get a big old cross against Sadnami. Yeah. So, Hoshori, look, out of those guys who came in at 5-2 today, three of them won. Hoshoryu, 6-2. and two. I would say he's still in the Yusho race. Azamaru... He's going for his Kachikoshi and Takara Fuji. He is just having a great time. But there was a whole lot of people who came in at six and one and the lowest ranked of those at Maegashira 13 was Kota Shoho. Look, he has rediscovered the vibe of sumo. A while ago he won a Jurio Yusho. He got back to Makuchi. But from there he has had uh, quite a few Makakoshi in a row. He's looked injured. He's looked troubled. He hasn't been able to find any form. But today he won over Chiamaru and he moved to seven and one. This is a breakout performance for Kota Shoho, a rikishi who has had so much promise. In terms of his uh, Makuchi performance this is, he's equaled his best performance over the first eight days of a basho with the seven and one. The last time he did that was back in July 2020 from Maegashira 15, where he was the same score on that day. Or actually he was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He was actually six, two. So I believe this is his best uh, performance. Look, I think he's on track for the kind of performance that everyone has been hoping he'll pull out. He made his debut back uh, in Makuchi in July 2020, but he's never really established himself. Found his way to Maegashira 3 and then went 2 and 13. Yeah. So, look, he's young. He's very young. He's 23. But we're starting to see the promise of this young man. I think so. I mean, I, I guess you have to say... He's, he's not Teranofuji fighting at Magashira 17 on his way back up, who is actually likely to win a, uh, a Yusho from there. He's, he's not Tokashoryu who's coming through. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe this January uh, Hatsubasho we know has been won by a whole lot of wacky people. I'm just going to go straight has. out and say so. Certainly maybe has. he is in the race. But for me, the great thing about this uh, young man succeeding is that he's, he's coming back from just looking Super dodgy. And only beaten by Takara Fuji, yeah. which is completely bizarre. <laughs> Why? Completely bizarre. Yeah. I mean, he's fought really low. Endo at Magashira 8 is, is the highest uh, guy that he's fought. But still, Kota Shoho, he's regaining some form. Good for him. He is out in the lead as of now. Aoyama at Magashira 10 was the next guy to come in on 6 and 1. We've mentioned before that he was beaten by Azamaryu. So they are both six and two. Or Nosho at Magashira eight. He has been strutting around the doyo after all of his wins. He's looked stable and confident. But today <laughs> he came up against Nishikigi, who has been very in form, and uh, he lost. I love that Onosho is in our lives. Yes. And, and this week one performance, yes. six two from Magashira eight, it's fantastic. You just never know what you're going to get with Onosho when he steps out yeah. on the doyo. I mean, we saw today probably one he should have won. Yeah, usually. I mean, 
I feel like Nishikigi, you could say the same thing about him. Wow, true. He, you never quite know what you're going to get. But at the moment, he does seem to be uh, quite in form. He's at Magashira 5. I mean, his highest rank ever is Magashira 2. So he's, you know, he's getting up there and he's a good opponent for Onosho and Onosho wasn't able to to run him over as easily as he has the other opponents this, this time around. I mean, six and two for Anosho, it's okay, but he did look very disappointed today. I feel that you can basically judge Onosho's sumo just looking below the belt. If the, <laughs> like, Honestly, if the yeah. feet are keeping up with yeah, the top yeah. half, he's going to win bouts. When they start to lag behind, you see them, you see the, the black dots start to appear. Uh, look, maybe he's going to be there at the end. Yeah. Maybe not. I'd maybe say maybe not. not. Another one, another loss coming into today on six and one. Well, I wish I hadn't given that away before I said it, but Daisho, he came up against Maysay today. I always love this matchup hmm. because it's kind of like double chaos, but I also feel like Daisho brings out the best in Maysay. There's something about this matchup for me that makes Maysay respond and suddenly um, let everything loose in a way that he doesn't always against other opponents. He's such a chaos monger and it was no different today. He just went all out against Daesho and he he beat him. I completely agree. Um, interestingly, coming into this bout, it was... Um 2-11 Daesho's way, mm. which I thought it would be a bit closer to that because I feel like this is one of those classic matchups that you get to see great sumo. Not not a great way for Daesho to finish uh, the first half of this Basho because what we've seen from Daesho over the previous week has been outstanding. This is the Daesho sumo that won him that Yusho, um, looking so positive out of the touchy eye, but in a way that's quite controlled and considered rather than just throwing himself at his opponent. I think he could do quite well next week. I think so. And I have really enjoyed this first week. I I appreciate Daisho Sumo. I enjoy it. I really liked when he won the U show. I thought it was cool. Uh, I've enjoyed the battle that he's had so far after that trying to re-establish himself and trying to stay up at the highest ranks. But I haven't felt a lot from the heart. But this time around, just in this first week, I, um, I've i really enjoyed how he's set himself and been able to uh, do his style of sumo against a real range of opponents, I guess. And so to see this loss today was a real like, oh, it's not – just going perfectly for him because I kind of saw him ride it to not necessarily a show, but to a really good score at the end of Hatsu. I, th I think Daisho is one of these rikishi who it's so easy to take for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's at Maegashira 1 at the moment. You know, he's spent some time in Sanyaku, but the last time he's been lower than, and I'm going to just cut off at Maegashira 4, the last time he was lower than that was... Uh, 2019 in January. Right. So a full four years that he's been up at the top of Maegashira or in Sanyaku. Like that is he impressive. Is, he is a sumo stalwart. Yeah. Uh, great to see him still, well, I say still at the age of 29. I feel like he's been around a long time, but his sumo is just aging like wine, <laughs> yeah. I would believe. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes good. 
Tucker Keisho, even though he lost today, I should say, I should reiterate, he lost against Macy, who uh, is uh, not going so well, but a good win today. Tucker Keisho, he's the last guy today that came in on six and one. He had a cracker of about yesterday against Midori Fuji. We loved it. I assume that you all loved it. It was just such a fantastic bout that he ended up winning. And today he had the Isagahama double. He came up against Nishiki Fuji and with his nose bleeding everywhere for the fifth day in a row, it feels like, blood everywhere, he pushed on the shoulders successfully of uh, Nishiki Fuji on the shoulder and pushed him down. But Nishiki Fuji, he fought so well. Oh, well, I mean, talk about Rikishi bringing the best out of other uh, Rikishi. Taka Keisho has had a few opponents over the last two days throw everything at yeah. him. Midori Fuji yesterday, as you said, uh, Nishiki Fuji today. And I think the, the interesting thing is these Rikishi are coming in with solid strategy. They are trying to get out of the way of uh, Taka Keisho. But whatever they throw at him, he seems to have an answer, whether it's getting close on the body, getting on the belt. He's doing it. I, I think this is his you show to lose right now. I think so too. I mean, we've talked about all these guys that might be in the you show race and that's fine. But the one that stands over the top of all of them and looks very, very strong at this point is definitely <laughs> Tucker Keisho. He has had that one loss that was on day two to... Tobizaru. <laughs> and that was perfectly played by Tobizaru. Kinboshi Harukikomi. <laughs> it's, although he has been fighting quality opponents, it's worth mentioning that as of day eight, he's only faced one Sanyaku Rikishi, and that was Wakamoto Haru on day one, yeah. who he defeated. So week two, given the amount of Sekiwake and Komasubi, will look absolutely stacked for Takakesho. Every day is going to be an effort for him. Yeah, it absolutely will. But now... Well, well, let me talk about the um, the Yusho race first, but then we're going to move on to discussing those Sanyaku that he'll be up against and maybe it won't be quite as hard for him as it would be usually. But the Yusho race, it's Takakesho and Kodashoho at Magashira 13 on seven wins. And then on six wins, after all of that, we have Hoshoryu, Daesho, Onosho, Aoyama, Azamaru and Takarafuji. Why not? So speaking about those Sanyaku, let's start off with Shodai. Well, we saw something historical today. <laughs> with Shodai, uh, he needed 10 wins to regain mm. that Ozeki status mm. and he lost uh, to Wakamoto Haru. Mm. There was a point there he'd been uh, taken off the doyo and he put both hands on the doyo to get back up but took a moment to hang his head. He knew it was over for him in terms of Ozeki. I think the most surprising thing that I took away from that moment was I felt that short I thought he might be able to get back. Yes. I mean, he, he had a couple of good opportunities, didn't he, in this? Well, I mean, not just get back into this bout. Oh, get back, get, get back. Get back to Ozeki. Oh, I thought you were Although yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just talk about the bout <laughs> I was for looking a on the micro, but you're talking about the macro. Yeah, well, I mean, to take a... A moment on the micro, he had his chances against Wakamoto Haru. He moved him very early, but, you know, I mean, Wakamoto Haru, there's anything we know about this guy. His stoic sumo is not going to go down easily. And he just worked his way back into this one. 
the NHK coverage basically mapped Shordai's journey from oh. getting back up onto the doyo, accepting the loss, walking down the Hanamichi. Uh, the loneliest walk. Uh, the loneliest walk. The stadium. There was a feeling that they've seen a Japanese Ozeki move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've seen it quite a lot recently. That leaves Takakesho officially as the only Ozeki. And it's not a good, uh, I was going to say place for the sport. I don't think that's the case because I think people are coming up. But it's not a good place for Ozeki ranks <laughs> to be in. Well, some could argue that Takakesho may not be uh, Ozeki for too much longer. Yeah, yeah, maybe there will be no Ozeki soon, in which case whoever's doing well, well in other ranks. We've said this, the Sekiwake Ozeki, where you just nominate a Sekiwake yeah. who, who can pretend to be Ozeki. Yeah. Nominate just a couple of Magashira 13s who can be Ozeki at this point. But oh, I like that. <laughs> anyone, anyone you want to be an Ozeki. But, yeah, short I, I mean, this, uh, I feel... Uh, quite a lot about this. He looked really obviously uh, devastated. We've called into question or a lot of people have called into question perhaps how committed he is to all of this. I, I don't think you can ever doubt his commitment. His body is not working the way he wants to. His sumo is not working the way he wants to. He's not, you know, his his talent is not displaying outwardly at the moment, but I don't think you can doubt that he cares about it at this point. And I just felt really, really sad for him at this point. Maybe he'll feel, though, the Mitakumi relief. Yeah, look, I'm sure he will. And my great hope is that he finds the love of sumo again. Yeah. Because it feels like it's gone from his body. But, like, let's let's look back to the good times. The lead up to his Ozeki run. <laughs> yep. Maigashira 4, he went 3.12. And, <laughs> I mean, is there a more human score than 3.12? Because he turned around, he went 11.4 Junyusho, 13.2 Junyusho. Th that saw him rise from Maigashira 10 all the way to Sekiwake. He went 8.7 at Sekiwake, then he went 11.4. And then in 2020, September, when we were deep in COVID lockdown, the clouds broke open and a great ray of light came through. That you show from Shodai, 13 2. He got the Shukun Shaw, he got the Kanto Shaw, he got everything. Apart from the Ginno Shaw, I don't know what was wrong with his technique that oh, time. Nothing. Nothing. I think they was. Just get, no, nothing was. Going backwards onto the bales and fluking a win oh, 13 times. That's, that's a, a technique. technique. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's uh, when he went to Ozeki, of course, it was a bit of a rough start to that. He went out injured. Uh, but since uh, January of 2021, we've had two solid years of Shordai Ozeki joy. Sure, he's only posted one double figure winning record in that time. Mm. I wouldn't take back a second. Look, the guys I love always have this uh, this problem. Kisunasato gets to finally gets the Yokozuna straight out due to injury. Shordai, well, he had a bit of a go. Well, here's the thing. It's about the journey, not the destination. Mm. And short eye, that was a great journey. It was, and I I will be very keen to see what happens here. I mean, he'll just keep going, right? He'll be all right. There will never be another short eye. <laughs> he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be all right. Wakataka Kage, at this point, 
Nakabi day eight, he is four and four. He is a great hope for many in terms of the next Dozeki. I would say overall he's probably been supplanted at this point by Hoshoryu perhaps. Oh, I think I think so. I think there were great hopes after that you show, but since then it's been a, it's been a struggle. He of course it was it was March of last year. Yeah. Gee, it's only yesterday. He went 12 <laughs> and 3, picked up that first U show. They gave him the Technique Prize, whatever. <laughs> but since then, it, it has been hard going for Wakataka Kage. Uh, Sekiwake is an unforgiving position. Yeah. The best of the best every day of those 15 days. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think I agree. I think that the pressure's off Wakataka Kage. I don't think anyone's looking at him now. I think he's slipped into that. Maybe tuck a North Shore role in Sekiwake where it's oh, just the, the stall. That's harsh now knowing well, what we know of tuck Well, you know, tuck <laughs> in the day, no one was ever thinking Ozeki promotion. Mm, it was the 8.7s, the 9.6s, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was there for a long, long yeah. time. I just wonder what's happening with him because he, he did look so strong and uh, was moving really well. But to me it doesn't look like he's, he's moving in his usual way. He lost to Mitakumi who he shouldn't at this point, with how Mitakumi is going. Well. Abi, fair enough. Daesho, I actually reckon fair enough. Nishiki Fuji, though, I think he should dominate. Maybe not dominate. I'll pull back from that statement. Yeah. He should beat. He should beat. He won today against Midori Fuji, so I'm sort of casting doubt at him. Well, but he did win today. That was a weird one, the Okuri Dashi. Well, I was going to say he won today, but I felt like that was a – it just went – there was a, uh, what's the right way to say this? Luck didn't go Midori Fuji's mm, way mm. and handed Wakataka Kage a very easy win. But it was the result of a very uh, textbook tachiai that just went wrong for Midori Fuji. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. And Wakataka Kage was uh, experienced enough that he could yeah, take he advantage, advantage of, of that. Yeah, he took advantage of it, absolutely. The other thing was Midori Fuji was coming off that amazing bout yesterday against Takakesho and maybe just was a bit distracted or something. But, yeah, Waka Takakage, I guess at this point I've got a real question mark against how he's going and how he's feeling. Maybe he's having a bit of a mid-sumo mid life <laughs> crisis about what's happening and where he's going. There's a lot of change around him. There's a lot of pressure on him. And he's not quite responding to that in, in a successful way at the moment. We're going to move through a couple more ricochet that we'd like to talk about at this point. One of those for me, it's it's Hirado Umi. I've loved watching yeah. this guy. There's something about him at Maegashira 10. This, this is his highest rank, I believe. Yes. And, and he hasn't even been in Makuchi for very long. Yeah, he's 22 years old. There's something away about the way he approaches his bouts and what we saw today against Tsurugisho was really uh, a great example of the way he does that. Tsurugisho must be I, 40, well, 50 kilograms I actually think heavier. I saw it on Twitter. I think Tim Sumo might have said he was 62 oh, kilograms geez. more. Let but, me, hang on. But what he did was. Yeah, 62, 62. Oh, good Lord. So Hirodumi. Uh, looks at his opponent, says, I'm giving up 62 kilos and just takes him on the belt yeah. just through clever leveraging, clever belt work and then engaging the stomach. 
He did, didn't he? He bumpered, right? Yep. That wasn't just me that saw that. No, no, no. It was engaging the stomach, but I I felt like it was a full body performance from Hirodumi today. Yeah, it was. It was extremely powerful, and he has just been so strong and so enjoyable to watch. He always seems to get poked in the eye. He's one of those guys where after every single one of his bouts, he's like, "Oh." My eyes saw. At 22 years old, future champion. Yep. He's no beaten. No doubt about it. Now, Kotoeko. Oh, Kotoeko. So yep. let's just take a brief stop in on him. Of course, one of our long-standing traditions on this podcast is that if Kotoeko gets his kachikoshi, we play the theme song yep. that was written, recorded and produced by one of his hometown fans. We haven't heard that song in a very, very long time though. We haven't. And it's sad that we haven't. <laughs> it was March last year that uh, Kotoeko last got a Kachikoshi. So wow. that's nearly a year if he doesn't get it this time around. He's four and four. I just want to put it out there. I just want some good vibes to go towards Kotoeko. Every day he comes up against someone I'm like, oh, I'd probably prefer them to get the win. You know, like if he's up against Hiradumi or if he's up against someone <laughs> who's on 7-7 seven, seven or something. But overall, could we just, no matter what happens, could we just yeah, get Kotoeko a, a kachikashi? Let's get behind him. It's only four more wins he needs. Gumbare. He can do it. He Kotoeko. We always know, we know how it goes. Uh, another ricochet we always keep an eye on, but maybe for not the right reasons, <laughs> is Chiyoshoma. We run a, uh, a competition here on Twitter our Sumo Monichi account. Very limited entry competition. <laughs> 15 people. No, 16 because you can have no hanker. Yeah, so we, ha- we have a competition where you can nominate uh, the day that Chiyoshoma will hanker and he will hanker. Uh, and sorry to the scores of people who missed out. You have to be very, very quick with this particular competition. <laughs> and we run it in Australian time too. So yeah. I feel like it goes out of <laughs> the wackiest possible. It's like 3am in in America and all of a sudden we're there and everybody else gets it. But, you know, oh well. And it's done. Uh, Chiyoshoma, he didn't let us down. He hankered on day <laughs> five. And look, after, I mean, he has been known as a hanker specialist. Merchant. <laughs> a mer- hanker merchant. Uh, and look, i got to say that there's, you look behind the hankers and there's some good sumo there. Oh, absolutely. And his hankers are getting worse. He lost yeah. with this one against no. Endo. Like he's not even winning from the hankers. So I don't want him to stop because I need this competition to keep going. <laughs> but, you know, he doesn't really need to though. But this time around... It was Alexander. Congratulations, who won the Sumo Manichi T-shirt that is on its way. You've, you've sent that out? Oh, I haven't sent it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. It's very. It's going to happen where very, to, very I know soon. where and who to send it to yep. and which one. That's the main thing. But we've got um, we've got a few T-shirts around the world now. So can I encourage you when you actually go to the Sumo? And I think um, one of our listeners, Brian, just went to the Sumo last Friday and wore a Sumo Manichi oh, T-shirt. Oh, what a champion. We love you, Brian. So we got repped there. So that was nice. So feel free to make a Sumo Manichi towel and hold it up or whatever you want. Uh, another man we need to talk about, his friends know him as Wang Peng. That's <laughs> true. Uh, the professional Sumo world knows him as Oho. Fighting in his highest rank of Maegashira 8, he's 1 and 7 coming into the middle day. Oho, we've seen this happen before. He gets a bit down in the dumps. 
it's like he loses two days in a row and then he just gets a bit negative about his sumo. Yep. He's right in the middle of this funk. He's one and seven. And it's odd because it's come off such a good score in that uh, in November in Kyushu, Kyushu at um, Makashira 13, he went 10 and five. Yeah. The middle, I mean, from day two, he had a winning streak of one, two, three, four, nine. He lost the last three. That's fine. That's very Oho-like. You can see big chunks of black towards the second week of a basho. He usually is a sec- a first week wow. specialist. But this time he just hasn't been able to pull anything out. And for me, I guess it stood out because he can look very strong. So he's a big guy. He can push forward. His strength is Oshisumo. And I just haven't seen any of that. I, I haven't seen, I feel like he's he's lost it. No, he, he hasn't had a chance to express himself through sumo this no. time. He's come up against quality opponents, Onosho, Endo, Ura, Takanosho, Aoyama, who's on a bit yeah. of a first week streak, yeah. Hirida Umi. Yeah. These losses are against better rikishi, yeah. more experienced rikishi. Yeah. But these are losses in the true sense of the word, he hasn't shown any resistance. He hasn't created an opening where maybe he can get the win. He's been walked over a lot this week. I think so because if we look back again to November, he beat Oyama, he beat Onosho, he beat, I mean, some people he should have, but Kodoeko, Kodoshoho, Azamaru, and so he was showing that form, but this time around, just nothing. And it's not even like he's putting up a great defence. You know when you see every day you feel like, like you get to day eight and you say, okay, I feel like that Rikishi score should be 5-3 um, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually 3-5. And you go, okay, that's because every day they've turned up and they've done great sumo, but they've lost. But with Oho, he's not putting up anything. So no. I just guess we're wondering at this point what is happening with Oho and whether it's physical or whether it's uh, it's mental and, you know, sort of where his technique's gone. The, the losses that he had in November, not to harp on about November, but at the end, because he did so well, he went up the top and he lost to Takeyasu, Takakesho and Wakamoto Haru. So I wonder whether he had some kind of, oh, I'm never... You know, I, I'm so disappointed because I couldn't suddenly jump up there and do well at that level as well. I don't know. I guess I'm just questioning what what he's thinking at this point because it it's a bit of a black hole for him. It certainly is. And I'm just checking in on the sumol.sumo.or.jp site. Uh, the reason we refer to Oho as Wang Peng mm. is because if you search by Rikishi on the new Sumo merch site, which is... Sumal, S-U-M-A-L-L, and set the language to English. They've uh, got some crazy translations of names. Oho is there as Wang Peng. Kiribayama is there as Mount Kirima. I love it. That's my (laughs) favourite. It's subtle, but it's great. Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, Hokuto Fuji is there as Kitakatsu Fuji. Mm. I mean, that one doesn't even make any sense. Uh, Ichinojo. Ichinosei Castle. Mm. Love How it. How is Ichinojo going, I wonder? Well, I wonder. In his castle of shame. Uh, Mitori was there as Kensho. Oh. Which is a fresh take on the Mitori story. Okay. Hirodumi is Hirodo C. So if you're ever having a bad day, 
jump on Sumol, change the language to English, and uh, Atami Fuji is known as Atami Space Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So I don't so want to translate any of that. <laughs> there have been some Kyujo uh, already. We know that Tochinoshin at Magashira 11 was out on day five. It was a shoulder injury. He finished on two and three. So, um, you know, he was just in that average kind of space so far. But it did look like he left holding his arm and it did look like that that thing where the whole shoulder plus like arm was or? not working. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. I think it was a dislocation. If he doesn't come back and he hasn't so far up to day eight, so that would mean uh, two and three and eight days off. Then he will. Is that right? It's not quite right, but I understand <laughs> the sentiment. It would As be, I said it, I'm just like, it no. Would, so far, his two wins, three losses, and three days off. Three days off. That's but right. if he doesn't come back, I think yeah. at Magashira 11, he'll slip from the top eight rank. Days off. It's only been eight days. Okay. Uh, if he doesn't come back, though, he'll he'll drop to my cush down. Uh, which will be interesting so to see what happens there. Interesting that you're saying that he'll drop all the way to Makushta. Do you think from M11? I think he'll drop to Jurio. Oh, Jurio. Yeah. Wow. Jurio is Which I is meant. fine. I mean, you know, I mean, that he should be, be punished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tachinoshin, don't, don't email me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, all the Tachinoshin stands are going to be in your yeah, inbox. Yeah, I know. I know. Please don't email me. I'm fine. I really want him to not drop very far. I promise. Don't let him know. I said that. Takiyasu, who's also out on day five, he uh, was one and five. Now, Takiyasu, no good this time around. Uh, looks like an injury still, and we've heard that it's a knee injury, a bruise to the tibia. Of course, we know exactly where that is and what it means. Well, uh, we, I, we don't need to say it, but you well, know, everyone knows we know. Uh, I know the tibia. Hmm. It's the, in the knee. No. No, it's not in the knee. Oh. It's the, it's the front bone that runs from your knee it's to your ankle. Leg. It's a leg bone. I've broken that bone. That's how I know. Oh, right. Okay. That the was name a bad of it. break. In basketball, uh, basketball. Yeah, basketball, basketball. Uh, I was dunking. He <laughs> <It> was <laughs> dunking. Um, my question is, how do you bruise a bone? Um, you don't have to answer it. it. Hard. No. How do you bruise anything? You bang it. Well, you bruise a muscle. You bruise flesh. Oh, you bruise the muscle around the bone. Okay, well then let's say that. It's a tibia bone muscle. Yeah, see this is where it starts to get a little bit a little bit grey. The the muscle that's been bruised. <laughs> well, no, I think that'd be purple. <laughs> Takiyasu though. Well it's bad news. It's bad news. No <clears throat> matter is, what. Where this the bruise is. Hugely, hugely disappointing. Coming off the eleven four and then the twelve three junior show. After that loss to Arby on the final day in the playoff where Takiyasu went down hard, mm. I was worried about his future in sumo. That's mm. how bad I thought that injury was. Yep. Could have been neck, could have been a concussion. We didn't quite know. He took a long time to get up. So to see him come out, uh, this basho was a positive sign, wasn't at his best though. No. Um, no, he looked... Just not as powerful or not as he quick. He got locked up in those slow bouts, yeah. which we've seen yeah. not play Doesn't force to his for advantage. Takiyasu. Yeah. So true. So, yeah, I mean, 
there were people, and I won't name names, who were saying that he could be on an Ozeki return run. Mm-hmm. I'll name a name, me. And me. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I, you know, I want to think dreams are real. I thought, you know, another 12-3 could have been good for him here to return back, but it won't be. And uh, look, I feel like, again, he'll drop down and we'll start this uh, this long journey again. Yeah. I mean, where will he drop to? He's at Sekiwake and he got one win. I mean, he'll go right down to yeah, mid to Magashira again. I think so. Oh, it's oh. devastating. My heart is sore about that one. Also, about a retirement that was a surprise, a real surprise to all of us. It was the retirement of Okanumi. Well, this one came out of nowhere. So Okanumi went Kyujo. Yes. So he was the other Kyujo, right? So we went Kyujo first. He did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he went Kyujo on day six. Mm-hmm. He'd lost the first five days uh, against middling opponents, you'd mm. have to say. But he's been down for a while, <clears throat> yeah. you know, not performing to what we would or what he would. <laughs> doesn't matter about us. Yeah. What he would like to perform to. Yeah. I mean, you could say he's in the sunset of his career. Yeah. Leading up to this Basho. 37. 37. He was, I should say. I mean, he's still alive, but he was the (laughs) second oldest rikishi going around behind Tamawashi. Yeah. And after day six, he just decided to chuck it in. Yeah. You can blame him. Yeah. So let's have a quick go over Okunumi's career. So Okunumi got involved in sumo in his high school days. Okay. Um. But he was very public in that he had no intention of pursuing sumo as a career. He was much more interested in becoming a licensed mariner. Like sea? Like well, driving right. a boat? Well, so it's not just driving a boat. It's a license that lets you become a senior officer level uh, commander. Okay. In the boat. Navy? No, well, just any boats, ships, boats, yep. similar yep. vessels. And again, yep. I'm just taking this from the... Uh, the licensing page on Wikipedia. <laughs> the mariner.com. Which is an interesting uh, dream for a teenager. Yeah. Is to think about the kind of qualifications and licensing you'll need to just be on a boat. But he must love the ocean, right? That must mean he loves maybe his family has something well, I mean, to do with the ocean. and Possibly, and he's got Umi in his name and oh, the kanji for yes, ocean. Of course. Maybe there's something in that. Uh, now, look, these plans didn't work out and he ended up dropping out of high school. Oh. Not sure how many maritime subjects he was doing in <laughs> Japanese high school, but he couldn't see it through. And then now there's what we've heard is that he was introduced to Hakaku Oyakata. Now, I don't know where, whether this happened by the water or away yeah. from the water, but Hakaku saw something in Okunumi and convinced him to join the Heia. And of course, Hakaku, he's the face it's of. like sharks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rough seas. Hakaku, I think he's the face of sumo yeah. administration. Yeah, he's the guy who does the speeches at the start and the, and end. the end. Former Yokozuna, uh, obviously a great influence on Okunumi's career. Uh, when Okunumi, uh, there was a press conference that Okunumi and Hakaku were attended when Okunumi was promoted to Jurio, and Hakaku gave Okunumi a bit of a ribbing about his good looks. Oh, right. So apparently he was known as quite a handsome yes, young Rikishi. Yes, I think I've heard this, that he he and Endo were like the two hotties and the ones who were like in um, 
advertisements and stuff. I think Endo top, maybe Okonomi second. Yeah. I well, have and, heard that. And obviously Hakaku was real recognised real. He's like, <laughs> I see you pretty boy. You know I what I mean? Also, like I also. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, we are we are the <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. I just look for hot guys. Let's go I... clubbing. Yeah, I'll be your wingman. Yeah. No worries. Uh, so Okonomi made his debut in uh, January 2005. Uh it's one of these unique situations where he went zero zero in Maizumo, which is mm-hmm. we refer to as car park sumo, where they just throw a rope out in the car park. So he didn't turn up. Zero, he forgot. Zero. Yeah, yep. he forgot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it happens. Yeah, he's busy. He's busy. But he was busy doing a photo shoot from probably model, he might be out on the boat. Uh, he fought, and I say that in inverted commas because he forgot to turn up. But he was fighting under his family name of Fukuoka. Right. Uh, he went on to make his Jurio debut in March 2009, so four years later, and it was at this point that he changed his name to Okonomi. Yeah. But, and we've seen this happen so many times, he didn't have a good time when he went to mm-hmm. Jurio. He went 4-11 and then 5-10. Mm-hmm. Here he went back to Makushta. Now, I don't think I've ever seen this happen before, but on his return to Makushta, he changed his name back to Fukuoka. Oh, Wow. Wow. I wonder if that's a like a Hakaku Bea thing where well, you're I think just we, like, you can't have your Shikona anymore if you're not going to be good enough to be in Jurio. I think we should look at this because yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen this before yeah. where on being demoted people have changed their name back. I've never come across this. Yeah. And I imagine there'd be a lot of paperwork yeah. that really didn't <laughs> amount to much because he went back to Makushta 4 as Fukuoka. He went 4-3. Went back to Straight Jurio. Back. Straight back. Changed his name to Okonomi <laughs> again. So those people who are buying the uh, Fukuoka towels, yeah. throwing them out, buying the you Okonomi just, towels. When, what, like what year was that? Uh, 2009. Yeah. So in what month? Uh, July, he went okay, back to Okay. So you Christa. go to the sumo in July 2009 and you're like, I finally got my Fukuoka towel. He's, he's going to be in Makushita for a while. And then yeah, he's back to throw Jurio. it back out. Mm. Uh, so his return though to Jurio was very, very different. It's like someone switched a light on here. So at the start of 2010, back in Jurio, he went 10-5, 8-7, and that earned him his promotion to Makuchi. From here, he bounced around the Banzuke for the next few years, really. There was a big highlight, though, in January 2010, a year after he went into that division. 11 4 mm. from Maegashira 13. He was Jun Yusho. Hakuho won, of course. Of he course. was in the middle of his big tear. The rain. Hakuho was 14 1. So a, a Jun Yusho was 11 4 at that point. Wow. So Hakuho, so clearly uh, the winner there. But Okunumi did pick up the Kanto Shaw, the Fighting Spirit Prize. So fast forward to May 2013, Okunumi made his Sanyaku debut, but as many, many <laughs> Komasubi debutants do, he struggled. Guess his score? 213. It's not so, it's not that bad. <laughs> he was 4'11". Okay, 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 okay. That's, uh, that's. Positive. <laughs> well, it is, and it's a very, very common thing. When yeah, you, you it definitely happens. It's yep, a big sure. step up. From there, the next year saw Okonomi slide all the way down to Maegashira 15. But at the end of 2014 and the start of 2015, these were better times for Okonomi, 
And by March of 2015, he found himself at Sekiwake. Right. But this wasn't meant to be. 2.13. Yeah, well, he didn't even finish uh, a basho uh, at Sekiwake. An injury on day three saw him withdraw and, and he never saw that rank again. That was his highest rank. So for the last seven years since then, we've seen Okunumi. He was a, he's been a presence around yeah, the for upper sure. Maegashira ranks. We did see a brief return um, to Komisubi in 2020, but really Okunumi is just one of these rikishi, you know, in our time of watching, uh, he's always a barrier that up and coming rikishi needs yeah. to clear. Yeah. He's always been very, very competitive. Yeah. Yep. He's been very positive, always moving forward, great on the edge. He's been so enjoy enjoyment to watch. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is enjoyment. He is enjoyment. To watch. <laughs> um very consistent. I mean yeah, he's yeah. a career Rikishi. Yeah, I think. exactly. Uh, so at Maegashira 12, this Basho, as we said, he withdrew on day six. He called his retirement. Uh, which, you know, something you said is you don't often hear it so soon yeah. to call it the day after you go Kyujo just to chuck it in. But at the age of 37, he leaves us. Over his career, he won four Fighting Spirit Prizes, one Outstanding Performance Prize and four Kimboshi for beating Yokozuna. So in the days following his uh, retirement announcement, there's been word come out about his post-sumo plans and that he's actually acquired a kabu or elder stock. So from now, he'll be known as Kimigahama uh, Kimi Oyakata. Kimigahama Oyakata, yeah. Right. And I think coaching at Hakaku, is that right? Well, that's what we've heard, yeah. Yeah, and maybe with the view of taking over that stable someday, he'll... He'll be doing the uh, introduction and end speeches. No, he won't. That'll be someone else. But imagine. Well, imagine. At some I can point, imagine it. it's going to be everyone that we know from mm. previous uh, sumo form. Gee, but that's interesting, isn't it? Okunumi. And the other person we need to give a big shout out to here is is Jason. Jason Sumo. Yeah. He brings us so much great sumo coverage with, with his videos and his Twitter feed and everything. And uh Okunumi was his favourite rikishi for a long time. He always used to talk about him. He had a lot of Okunumi merch and just yeah, big, did. big Okunumi rep and love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, as part of our obligation as the sumo community, let's just check in on Jason. Yeah. Everyone check just he's check all right. In. Check he's all right. He's sad. Yeah. This is uh it's a big day when your favourite rikishi decides to retire. But in March, we might see Okunumi with the blue jacket on, yep, doing security. And Jason lives in Japan, so he can just go and see him closer than he usually would. Also, we can just go and see him. We because can do it. with everything going right, we'll be at the uh, Basho in March in yep. Osaka. Yep. First few days, day one maybe even, and uh, I'm very excited about that. Yes. Uh, so we, yeah, our plan is to be at Osaka Basho day one through to four. We're going to be staying yeah, reasonably close to the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium and we will be out and about hugging thighs, <laughs> eating chanko, <laughs> drinking beers and just causing a bit of ruckus in Osaka. Got to listen to our Julia coverage for that one. That is uh, the state of play. I guess you would call it up until day eight. It is Nakabe 
for Hatsubashu at the Rio Goku Kokugikan in Tokyo. Day 9 to 15 is going to play out in a very exciting way. Who, what's your tip here? Oh, I don't like picking winners because I'm always wrong about it. Yeah. And well, I mean, what's the point? If I get it right, why am I so negative on predictions? I know you hate predictions. Like, I don't know why I even threw to you because I know how much you hate them. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought okay, you'd say well, like Tucker Keisho. What's your prediction? A Tucker Keisho. <laughs> yeah, look, I would love to see a Tucker Keisho you show. Uh, there's a big pack forming though. And really, I mean, Tucker Keisho's form, he's the only Ozeki. I think the expectations are that he will take this. Yeah. Notice how I dodged the question. Yeah, yeah, no, you totally did. And actually you should because there are a lot of guys up there who who could take it and I think it will be very exciting. And I think it's Takakesho's to lose, yes. which always sets up such a <laughs> such a pressure situation that he doesn't always respond well to. So I well, think Well, that's true. And we'll as we have said, a great second week. His second week is pure Sanyaku. Yeah. I think. There's a yep. lot of people he needs to fight. Yeah lot of hungry ricochet out there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today on our day eight wrap up. A couple of things. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, you can go to PayPal and use our email address, sumo manichi at gmail.com to make a contribution to the sumo manichi sake fund. We had an excellent bottle of sake that was paid for by the fund today as we uh, brought Thank you, you very much. our uh, Jurio live commentary. Yummy. Which you can check out on uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, because we, we want to do a PayPal thing rather than a Patreon thing because we don't want to be pulling money out of people's pockets every month. Yep. But if you'd like to make a contribution, great. If you can't, that's fine. Uh, we also have badges. Well, yes. they're not badges. They're high-quality enamel pins. High-quality enamel pins. They're our logo and they say Sumo Manichi. If you'd like to rep us on the down low at work or wherever <laughs> you, you go out to have your fun, then uh, you can find those on Bandcamp. The reason they're on Bandcamp is that we're both musicians and we know how to operate that <laughs> system because we're used to selling merch. I looked at Big Cartel and it was so confusing. We didn't have a business. I'm like, am I a business? We're not a business. I don't know. We didn't know if we were a business. No. Didn't seem like we we're a business. We've toyed with the idea of um, pressing our first episode to vinyl and selling that. <laughs> yes, but we can't uh, find it. It's, no, I've, it's got, I've got it. Oh, right, right. I've got it. Oh, great. Um, on the computer. Okay, okay. Uh, on the computer. Yeah. So just Who, like, who'd buy a first episode <laughs> Sumo Manichi vinyl? vinyl. <laughs> I love that idea. Anyway, thank, I you, wouldn't. thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back. We're going to do Jurio live stream on day 15. Yes. To bring you the final day of Jurio. And then we'll do a post-Basho wrap-up on the night of the 15th. Uh, Sumo's back, 2023. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.